and away we go with the Pro Football Show for this Thursday, July 2nd. Want to be the first to wish you guys a happy 4th, as I know a lot of you are going to be um, taking off on the 3rd. We won't. We'll be here. Uh, we're providing you a pro football show as well as a college show, Pac-12 football and beyond on Friday. We've got a few things to get to today. Talk a little bit about things going on around the league. We've got a reduction of the preseason. We're going to tell you why, and yes, it's pandemic-related, but specifically why we've got the, an adjustment with not having a supplemental draft. We'll explain why that is. Uh, and we're going to break down the Cincinnati Bengals as well as go around the league. Got some few notes with San Francisco. Is Antonio Brown really a candidate for the Bucs? Uh, what's going on with the Jets and Le'Veon Bell? Uh, Jordan Love signs with the Packers. A.J. Dillon as well. Uh, what's going to happen in that very crowded now Bills running back room? Um, what's going on with Unique Ndokwe? Uh, in Jacksonville, and uh, a look inside the Bucks. As um, could there be problems in Kansas City with Chris Jones? So a lot of details, and then the full breakdown of the Cincinnati Bengals as we're breaking down each and every team for you right here uh, on the Pro Football Show uh, a little bit each day and every day. Also, though, we want to remind you, as we've done on the college side, about some changes that we're making to the Landry Football Podcast, as we call it. It's all under Landry Football's conference call. That's where you go to sign up for all the family of podcasts uh, through the Landry Football Network, Landry Football's conference call. Uh, we're adding some podcasts. We are adding different folks to do the conference podcast. I will do... Um, a scout's eye on college football and a scout's eye on pro football podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and we're going to have different folks doing different conference podcasts. We're also pleased to announce that Peter Blake is going to be joining us uh, as he's got a tremendous, a fabulous Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast um, that is Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. He's going to be on our Twitch channel, and that's going to be part of our podcast network as well, the Landry Football's Conference Call. So we're really excited for that. Um, also, we're talking about maybe Peter maybe doing some more stuff, maybe an additional show that will maybe expand beyond his Buccaneers talk. But uh, we, we shall see, um, and we will we'll keep you abreast on that. But... In short, we're going to have a lot new podcasts, a lot different voices to mix in. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we know we're stressed and wondering about when we're going to have a season or not. That's pretty much out of all of our control, right? But we're going to be ready for the football season, and we're going to have you covered from uh, stem to stern on everything pro football, college football, part of the Landry Football Conference call. Twitch TV, all of these podcasts that I'm talking to you about are going to be live on television, Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football is where you're going to go to find that. And so you're going to be able to interact, watch these shows, podcasts as they're being done live, see it, feel it, touch it, smell it. And then, of course, if you don't want to consume it that way and you want to listen to it, um, go to your phone the next morning to drive to work or what have you. You can still do that. Nothing has changed here. So we're really, really excited about that. And uh, we're excited to have 
those folks joining our family. LandryFootball.com is where you can get the website behind the paywall, the inside information, the film room analysis, the inside from a coaching and scouting perspective on the pro game, the college game. Uh, Have access to your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription, less than $5 a month. You can get that at LandryFootball.com. So check that out today. You're absolutely going to love it. We're breaking down uh, college rosters and analysis right now. We're going to be getting the same thing done on the NFL. Uh, Our notebook's every day, chock full of information. So you're going to absolutely love it. Check it out at LandryFootball.com. Again, use the scouting season offer, which gives you 50% off. So check that out today. Um, as we talked about in increasing our family, the really the big part and one of the things that jump-started was our relationships with Eddie Rojas and 401K Generation. They have been so good to us, and they can be so good and useful to you as you grow and develop your financial portfolio. Uh, in any environment, a down market environment, a positive market environment, a bull market, a bear market, as they say, you've got to find a way to create your wealth, to preserve your wealth. These are the guys that can help you do that. They're licensed in all 50 states. So regardless of where you're listening to this podcast in the continental United States, Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation can, 401k Generation can help you. Maybe you got a small business. Maybe you want to start a 401k plan. They really specialize in that. Maybe you got an IRA that you uh, 401k. You, you maybe want to see about rolling into an IRA. Uh, you know, maybe that's something you should do or not. It's something they can answer. Any questions on financial planning, money management, they can help you. Get your financial checkup today, will you? You get a medical checkup. You get your blood pressure taken. You make sure that you're doing well there. You're eating right. You're working out. Get yourself a financial checkup. Maybe you got a guy or a gal that handles your finances. That's okay. Get a second opinion. Make sure you're doing the right things. If you don't have one, probably time to start. Eddie Rojas, 401k generation. No obligation phone call or text. You can reach him at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. So, the NFL's decided to reduce their preseason games. We have been telling you that on LandryFootball.com and on this show for quite some time. We said it. Gosh, three, four weeks before the Hall of Fame game was canceled. We said that the Hall of Fame game was going to be canceled because there's no way you can have festivities, particularly with bringing back the members of the class, a lot of older guys, health issues. It just wasn't going to work. And getting players outside the bubble and traveling is not something you want to do right now anyway. So that was coming down the pike, and we said that. But we also said – when the preseason Hall of Fame game is, is canceled, look for them to reduce to preseason games. It's not that they're delaying the season. It's not that you, know, you shouldn't take it as, uh-oh, there was a spike somewhere today, and this is the reaction to it. It's not what's happened. This has been planned for a while, or at least it was being discussed for a while, and it was going to put into plan. Why? Without OTAs, 
without mini camps, you've had less time with young players, new players that have been signed as free agents, to get acclimated with installs and development. So what the football people have said on the conference calls, and I've been on a few of them, the league that, because I'm on a couple of committees, the advisory board and the competition committee, that in lieu of two preseason games, they would want more time with the players to teach. To teach, to get them acclimated, and then physically get them up to speed because it's been an unusual offseason. Yeah, they may be working out football shape, regular shape, different things. So for those two reasons, it was inevitable that they were going to cut two preseason games. We're not going to have inter-squad work. That's not going to be allowed. Um, And preseason games can't be scripted. So there's just going to be more work done, maybe internal scrimmages as necessary, as needed. It's going to certainly hurt the development of players in terms of earning a roster. But in this year, it's necessary to get done the teaching that you need to get done. So that's the reason why that took place. It was coming. The other thing that has not gotten a lot of play around the league is the fact that the league has decided they've elected not to hold a supplemental draft this summer. And, you know, there's certainly – that's not because, oh, there's a draft and we can't. No, no, no. Supplemental draft is not a big media event, and it's not a big, I mean, let me tell you what it is. It's a conference call with each team, and each team, you know, puts in uh, like an offer, so to speak, who you're willing to draft and in what round, and it's based on a pecking order. And if you've got multiple teams, that offer a player, and it's in the same round, um, you know, first round, so to speak. Any anybody want to, you know, put well, I, I want to put in, you know, for a player, then that will, that player will go to the team that drafts them. But if there are multiple teams that put in for a player in a round, the team that has the highest draft in the pecking order would get them. So it's a very simple process and actually a pretty quick process because there are not a lot of players. Uh, so it's not like, oh, boy, we can't we can't figure this out. That is simple. That's a phone call. That's not the issue. It has nothing to do with the pandemic itself. Here's what it has to do with. There was a concern, better said, a fear that we'd have an inordinate amount of players that would leave early for the supplemental draft for fear, for example, Man, I don't know. College season, may not play. I don't want to run the risk of I can't play football in college this year. Maybe can't improve my stock. We may not play. I don't know the circumstances. Let me come out in the supplemental draft, at least because I'm a good player. And I'm not talking everybody would fit this, but I'm talking about elite players would say, I'm coming out. So you know what? Somebody's going to take me. And at least I can be on a rookie contract instead of trying to figure out if I'm going to play college football this year or I'm going to miss a game or I'm going to get corona or somebody's going to my you right you know there was a belief that a lot of guys might try to do that and it is in the 
league's right to offer a supplemental draft or to not. And they always offer one because a player who is not eligible to go back to school has lost their eligibility for whatever reason that took place since the draft in April. They allow a player in the supplemental draft process to come in. This year, the fear was that it was going to be great. I've been asked that a bunch. There was a potential of a lot of guys coming out. Don't know that. Not a lot of rumors that this guy and that guy, there was just a general belief that a lot of them would. So to circumvent that, they, they were aware that the league was, and they were aware of that could have caused some real issues in the college football realm. Um, and therefore, they've decided to not have the supplemental draft. So that's the story behind that. Those two things are important. Some other news around the league in San Francisco. It looks like Trent Taylor is the favorite to place third on the 49ers in receptions this year for you fantasy goers behind Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Uh, meanwhile, George Kittle's extension could end up in the range of about $13 million per We'll see where that goes. Uh, Debo Samuel, as we've mentioned, is dealing with that classic Jones fracture. Timeline is uh, more in the 10 to 12 week range. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. They have, the Niners, that is, have discussed an extension for contract year wide receiver Kendrick Bourne, 25 years old, will be playing on a restricted free agent tender. It's been an invaluable depth on the receiving core uh, for them. Um also, interesting to see what's going on, talking with Jets coaches about Le'Veon Bell. You know, much of the talk coming out of the Jets has been Jamal Adams. Um, you never know how much of this is, you know, talk or how much is real. But the word is they believe that Le'Veon Bell has got something to prove, that he's extreme, trained extremely hard with a little bit of an edge this offseason. He looked like a shell of himself last year. The Jets' offensive line broke down, and it was pretty clear that wasn't somebody that Adam Gase was thrilled with. Um, Gase and Joe Douglas, I did think, tried to maybe look and see if there would be takers in the trade market. Didn't quite get it. I think that Le'Veon Bell feels like he's got to prove it that he's a really good back and probably going to earn a contract somewhere else and get an, get an opportunity to move on. But that's kind of where he is, and that's why he's putting together a concerted effort to up his game again, which wasn't really good. Now you've got a couple of remakes on that offensive line. Could be an interesting year. Let's watch that out. The Jets are still talking to free agent Dar- Demarius Thomas, 32-year-old, um, been a little quiet. Got him. Gase had him in Denver when he was the offense coordinator there. He would bring some depth in what has been a very unimpressive Jets receiving core. They added Denzel Mims in the draft, of course. Speaking of receivers, anybody going to be a taker on Antonio Brown? Well, word is he worked out with Russell Wilson on Thursday. Um, don't does not appear the Bucks would have any interest. We'll see if the Seahawks have any interest. That certainly would fit in line if anybody's going to give them a chance. Pete Carroll would and has given guys like this a chance. So we'll see. Uh, Antonio Brown is looking for a paycheck. I don't know that his attitude's changed. I don't know if his diva qualities have changed. 
But I think the pocketbook, the checkbook, is a little lean, and he's looking to earn his way back in. We're, we're going to see if anything plays out there. Um, and by the way, going back to the preseason game stuff, the league has insisted they're going to play two games. The NFLPA has yet to agree to that. They don't want to play any preseason games. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, interesting for your fans, the league is also considering a plan that would require fans to attend games after signing a waiver saying they would not sue if they contracted COVID-19. I'm sure that's going to be something that a lot of folks are going to look at. If you come into the restaurant, you come into their clothing store, you come into their barbershop, I wonder how many people are going to look at their insurance policy and say, can we do that? Okay, we can't, Mr. Lawyer. What can we do to protect ourselves? You know, there's in the litigious society, we can always have somebody that can still sue. And they signing a waiver doesn't preclude them, preclude them from suing. But I would think, and a lawyer could help me clarify this more, that signing it, signing your rights away that in agreeing that you would not sue, would certainly, I would think, hurt your case if you did try to litigate at some point down the road. In Green Bay, they have signed Jordan Love to their four-year deal and A.J. Dillon. How those guys are going to work out? Jordan Love, obviously, working behind Aaron Rodgers. Is he the future there? We'll see what that situation is. A.J. Dillon, they're going to be more downhill power. Well, they're going to have to be because that's what A.J. Dillon is. Six feet, all of 247. I mean, he is uh, tipping the scales closely to 250, big power back. Speaking of backs, what's going to happen in Buffalo? They want Devin Singletary to be more involved in the passing game. He averaged three and a half targets per game last year as a rookie. But um, I think that could increase. Obviously, you got Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox in the short area of the field. But we'll see. They've got uh, Zach Moss in the mix at running back. But, you know – you know, you've got some uh, – it's going to be real interesting to see um, where this goes. Uh, Andre Roberts is locked in as a return man. Got six wide out. So, you got Isaiah McKenzie as a backup slot. I'm wondering if we're going to see in the receiving core what's going to happen with Duke Williams and Robert Foster. Can they make this roster? Williams led the Bills in targets last year in their in their wild card playoff game against the Texans after he emerged as the number three receiver late in the season behind John Brown and Cole Beasley. But you got Stephon Diggs. You got the selection of Gabriel Davis in the fourth round. Isaiah Hodgins in the sixth round. Williams and Foster may face an uphill battle on the team. As I mentioned, Andre Roberts is a return man. He's in good shape. Backup slot man Isaiah McKenzie was – Resign this offseason. So be on a lookout there if you're receiver shopping. Nothing's changed in Jacksonville with unique Nindakwe. His stance is he wants to get traded out of Jacksonville. We'll see how that plays out. And certainly things have been silent there. Um, Zach Barrett has said no problem if he's tagged. Uh, he's unsigned as a franchise player. That deadline is the 15th. So we're coming upon that in about a week. Says he'll sign it. He'll play. Um, Now, 
franchise player in Kansas City, Chris Young, says, I won't play if the Chiefs and them don't come to terms on the long-term deal before July 15th. He says he's scheduled to make 16.1 on the tag. Um, they haven't come close to making an effort, and only two interior defensive linemen make $20 million a year, Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner, different guys. Jones can make a case to be in that conversation, though. He's been one of the two or three most disruptive presences, presences over the last two seasons. 24 and a half sacks across 29 games. Says he's not going to play under the tag. Stay tuned. We'll see. We'll see about the Cincinnati Bengals this year also. Um, after an uncharacteristic spending spree in free agency and a seemingly successful draft beginning with the number one overall pick to rebuild, um, Zach Taylor has some players he wanted, most notably the quarterback he hoped to develop. And um, we're going to see how things develop with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow forever. And they'll see if they can turn things around. Um, you know, you are what your record says you are is what my buddy Bill Parcell said. And that is true. However, the tape will tell you a little bit more about what a team really looks like. Um, a 2-14 and four team may look better on tape than a 5-11 team. But 2-14 and four team and 5-11 and are... 2-14 and 5-11. and 11. We all get that. We understand that. The 2019 Bengals fall into the category of the team that looked better on tape. While they were the worst team in football in some people's eyes last year, the record says so. But Zach Taylor had his team competing. They were feisty, particularly through the second half of the season. And when it received competent quarterback play, it were pretty better. They're Pro Bowl caliber players on both sides of the ball. They're just not a lot of wins. They got the first pick. They've got Joe Burrow. Burrow can elevate this team, no question. He, When he knew he was going to be the guy, and they basically said, we want you pre-draft, he started to do what I call the Peyton Manning effect. He started to study tape. He started to study what they did. He started. He worked with uh, – Brian Callahan to um, get a feel. <coughs> Pardon me for what's going to be expected. Understanding things, get ahead of the game. And what Brian tells me is that he has been an absolute beast at studying things. He has just done what you would expect Joe Burrow to do, and that is fully immerse himself in learning and becoming a professional football player. And while when you look at the relative talent at LSU, he's not going to have the eclectic group of talent that he had at LSU, he's got some talent. Um, if you look at it, it's they're not lacking at the skill position. They brought back A.J. Green on a franchise tag. Probably he's going to be there for the last year. He hopes he can put together his first full season since 17, and that's the reason why they put him on a, you know, put the tag on him. Long range, probably not the right move, but in his case, he wants to have a great year to earn another contract. Bengals are in much better shape than some of their rivals, thanks to the return of Tyler Boyd, who will gun for his third straight 1,000 season. T. Higgins, the 6'4", 250, 15-pounder out of Clemson. 
um, who looks a lot like the new A.J. Green. John and Ross has been a bust thus point. He's a make-or-break season. We'll see if that can become a little different and a little positive on that end. You know, um, the running backs got Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. That remains unchanged for the third consecutive years. If the Bengals get Mixon, who averaged more than 100 yards in the Bengals' final eight games this season, they won't have to win games with Burrow just throwing the football all across the, the lot. The offensive line, former first-round left tackle Jonah Williams will get his second shot at the rookie season. He missed all of 19 with a shoulder, and uh, he's going to protect Burrow's blind side. He's outstanding. The Bengals bring back most of an offensive line that wasn't great by any means but was significantly improved over a disastrous 18. Xavier Sulafilo fills the void at, um, left by John Miller, who was released at the start of the league year. I think it'll provide an upgrade in the middle of their offensive line. Um, I expect it to be Williams, Michael Jordan, Trey Hopkins, Suofilo, and Bobby Hart. Got some work to do on the offensive line, no doubt, but we'll see where they go. Um, you know, uh, I do like Adenjai from Kansas. The sixth round I thought was good value. He could potentially help, but the offensive line will have to be addressed going forward. You look at this team defensively. Young, new look, Bengal defense. But I'm going to tell you, Carlos Dunlap has been consistent. I mean, I mean, we're talking about over a decade. You would not put him when you're, hey, who's the top five? That you wouldn't come up. Look at my grades year after year after year. This guy has been consistently good. Grading out in the low-grade blues, the high-grade reds, consistently. Geno Atkins at defensive tackles coming off his sixth straight trip to the Pro Bowl, and he plays like a Pro Bowler. He's one of the best in the league and has been for a time. I think the addition of D.J. Reader, really rare free agent acquisition for the Bengals, really helps. It's an upgrade from Andrew Billings, who left for Cleveland. Um, Reader is really good. He's become the highest-paid nose tackle in the league with a four-year, $53 million deal. So you look at that unit, you got Reader and Atkins, Two outstanding tackles, and you got Dunlop and Sam Hubbard on the other side at end. So, not bad there. The transformation of their linebacking court continued with moves throughout this offseason. Uh, third round selection Logan Wilson, former Wyoming guy, really a tackling machine. He could play early for them. They needed someone who could really tackle and work the middle of their defense. Josh Bynes should bring some toughness. Jermaine Pratt enters his second season. Likely starter at will after his promising career at um, uh, in a, as a rookie. So uh, Jordan Evans, they've got some some options there. The secondary, longtime Drake Kirkpatrick and Darquise Denard um, no longer roam. Both were essentially replaced by two former Vikings, Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander, uh, who were salary cap casualties in Minnesota. Neither Waynes or Alexander were elite by any means in Minnesota, Okay, but they were steady. Um, they'll take roles. They won't be dominant. They're going to have to zone up an awful lot. Waynes was uncharacteristic, uh, unca- an uncharacteristic big money signing 
for the Bengals. Three years, $42 million, and he'll be asked to earn it by working um, the opposite of William Jackson. Um, another former first-round pick. Alexander, meanwhile, should help in the slot. Um, that's certainly pivotal. Another free agent signing, Von Bell's coming over after four seasons of strong safety with the Saints. He's going to be could be asked to play either or both safety spots, but he won't be guaranteed a starting role. He might be the third safety. Veteran Sean Williams has manned the strong safety spot for the past four seasons, while Jesse Bates has started every game at the free. So I think they've got a little bit better makeup at safety than at corner. Thought Randy Bullock put together a solid season. As a kicker, uh, Kevin Huber as well, 12th year as a punter. Alex Erickson hasn't been a game-breaker on punts, uh, but isn't a liability. So with a new franchise quarterback, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, there was a need. Dalton really, his play declined, and they had limitations to his game. Finley is a quality back with some uh, backup with an upside, but wasn't the answer. Burrow is just oozing with leadership intangibles. Joe Mixon is talented. T. Higgins and Boyd and Green are talented. Uh, we'll see if Tater Ross can step up and do something. No stability on the offensive line. Jonah Williams can help. Suofilo could be better, like the defensive front a lot, have to zone up things on the back end. This is not an awful team. No, it's not a team that I expect them to make a lot of noise in their division. No, I don't expect them to be a playoff contender, even in a NFL where you've got now more teams, an extra team in each conference. Don't see that, but I see improvement. Um, I, I go back to the offensive line. Um Jonah Williams and Michael Jordan are the key, tackle and guard. Billy Price is on the verge of looking like a miss. So that's that's a real concern that I would have. Um, you know, the linebackers I like, they rebuilt the secondary, so concerns there. I do think William Jackson is in a pivotal year. They picked up the fifth-year option in April. He showed some promise. See if he can stay healthy. See what he can do. Um in 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 trying to secure his spot there, uh, I think is is one of the the real integral things we're looking for uh, for me anyway when I look at this <clears throat> this roster this year. Um, some other things I'm looking for: Can AJ Green stay healthy? He hadn't pl- hadn't played a game since December of 18. He's missed 29 games in the past four years. Says he's good shape. He says he's the same player, but the reason why he's on the franchise tag and not a long-term deal is because they don't know. Again, offensive line can can it can they prove the faith that the offensive line coaches and the coaching staff has put in them? And how will the young linebacker step up? Opponents exposed the weakness of the middle of the Bengals defense last year. Taylor basically started from scratch to fix it. Newcomers could come in and help the offensive line and linebacker. His team, again, could be a little bit better. Again, falling short, certainly, of playoff contending, particularly in the division where Pittsburgh's better, Baltimore's better, and, yes, the Browns are better. So the Bengals still fourth-best roster in the league. Uh, what does that mean, um, you know, in this year versus any other year? We don't know. 
But that's how I see it. Hey, folks, a reminder again, we, as we expand, we'll be looking to add some new people to our podcasting network. Um, We certainly always encourage you to keep up with all of that at LandryFootball.com and take advantage, for goodness sakes, of the scouting season offer at Landry Football. It's the best deal. It's the big sale. It's 50% off, and it gets you access to your own scouting department for less than $5 a month. You can't beat that. Great opportunity, um, uh, you know, great deal. Should be uh, a lot of fun as we move forward. But you can get access from a coaching and scouting standpoint, a viewpoint of the pro game, the college game. We're running a little shifts here. We're working on getting the college roster analysis up, get the NFL ones, got recruiting information, draft information, early draft boards. We cover it all at Landry Football. So check it out today and get on board in season out of season we've got scouting season we've got playing season we've got it all for you also encourage you to sign up for all our podcasts by signing up for Landry Football's conference call Uh, the other thing that we want to remind you about is supporting our great sponsor in 401k generation the experts in financial planning licensed in all 50 states can help you get you on the right track to financial wealth, preserve your wealth, help your wealth. That's what they can do at 401k Generation. Give them a call today. You're not going to regret it. Um, Eddie Rojas and his team, no obligation phone call or text at 1-866-998-5879, the number to call. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Flip on over and listen to us on the college side as uh, well as uh, flip on over and listen to us tomorrow as we break down a little bit more pro football, break down more teams, and have Pac-12 football and beyond for you. Appreciate you. Be safe. Talk to you on the other side, folks.